quintessential. Welcome back to another great episode hosted by yours truly, Mr. Q. Welcome back to another episode of the quintessential podcast. Yes, episode 14. We're on. Yes, make some noise on this bitch. 14. Yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's had a good week. Hope everybody's in good health and everything like that. Nice weather out here. We're having in the UK. Got a good, good summer vibes going on. You know, last uh, last couple of days this last week. So it's, the temperatures have been hitting a good high. You know, about 27, 28 degrees. I don't know for you guys out in the US, it might not be that much, but uh, you know, a little ray of sunshine we get here in the UK is enough. You know, we get we get uh, guys walking topless on the streets, ladies dressing in you know. Scandalous clothes, <laughs> sometimes making it hard to drive and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> you know, it's one one uh, one little ray of sunshine here. You know, everybody starts getting naked. So <laughs> not like the US, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Been a good week weather wise, and yeah, been a good week in general. You know, let's if we're talking about music and everything, a lot of news dropping, a lot of songs, uh, singles and this and that dropping, and you know, we had an album drop, uh, one one big album drop this week. Uh, yeah, we'll get into a bit of that. So for this week's episode, we're gonna structure a little bit different. We're gonna gonna start with the singles and stuff first, and then we're gonna transition to some news, and then we'll go into the album and things like that. That the albums and stuff that has been dropped this week and things like that, and then yeah, you know, as always, then we'll end on the sleeper segment. Yes, sir. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this episode started hit my drop one more time quintessential yes sir (laughs) i'm in a good mood i'm in a good mood let's go right so straight off the bat let's start getting into some songs that are dropped this week so we have ray shremode keeping their foot on the gas dropping another track right this time linking up with travis scott uh, so this is going to land on their Shrem Life 3 project, Shrem 3. This is going to land on the um, Ray Shremmed side, the Shrem Life 3 actual project. You know, you've got through this triple album, this one, Sway Lee's solo side, Swaycation, Slim Jimmy solo side, Jim Introduction, and then you've got the Shrem Life 3 with a joint venture of them too. So this one is going to land on that uh, joint one, the uh, Shrem Life 3. Link up with Travis Scott called Close. Banger, banger. Really good song, really good song. I love... Uh, I love how the way, like, uh, Swaley spaced out, like, you know, the word close. You know, when he's singing this, he's saying, you're to C-L-O-S-E, you know. So I was like, okay, nice little uh, nice little different take on it. But, yeah, no, good beat, good song. Uh, Travis Scott, a uh, good feature on there. He does he does what he does, you know. Uh, he sounds great on there with the auto-tune and things like that. Uh, yeah, and Swaley sounds good on the hook and everything. And he, he has a nice stellar verse as well. And you've got Jim, uh, Slim Jimmy doing his thing as well. So yeah, a very good track. Another a very good track. You know, they put. I'm I'm really looking forward to this Shrum Life three album. They haven't really missed a beat. You know, all the singles they put out, the Chanel, uh, this close. Then you got the uh, the solo stuff they put out. You got Swaley with uh, don't uh, don't don't hurt the right way or something like that. Then you got the Guatemala one. Then you got Jim Slim Jimmy with a Brinks truck. Uh, yeah, so. Quite a, quite a, quite a good few singles they've put out, and uh, you know all of them sound really good. So this is gearing us up for their album to possibly dropping in the summertime. They haven't put out a date yet, but it is coming soon. I do think it's coming soon. And yeah, you mean I mean they can't do no wrong. I said you know they they're always hitting the mark, and so 
making me making me anticipate this album even more. Uh, so yeah, very nice, very nice track there. Straight from Murder with Travis Scott called Close or C L O S E, however you want to say it. Say so, yeah, Swaley sings it on the on the track. Check that out. That is on your streaming services. Uh, so you can check that out immediately. Right, moving on, we got Wale. Wale comes back and he remixes R&B's newest act, or you know, you know, up and coming act. Her, you might have heard of her. She put out two great EPs, you know, over the last two years or so. Then she repackaged it all into one album called just Her, and that's got uh, both EPs, Her Volume One, Her Volume Two, and six additional tracks on there. Uh, phenomenal, she's phenomenal. I really like her music, you know, no pun intended there. <laughs> um, yeah, she's phenomenal. If you guys haven't heard of her, check her out. Uh, you're probably best off probably just downloading that whole her album as that's got volume one, volume two, and six additional tracks on there. Um, yeah, so phenomenal, phenomenal. She's really, she's really good. So this is off of uh, her volume two. You know, if if, I, if, I, if I'm uh, being, you know, very specific, this track, Every Kind of Way is off of her volume two uh, project. And Wiley adds an additional verse, verse and a half or so onto this, and yeah, it's fire. You know, you know what? What I told you, Wiley does what he does the best. You know, he does these love songs and things like that the best. You know, the, the slow down beat, him talking relationship talk and everything like that. He's one of the best people, you know, at, in the game at that kind of thing. You know, so you know, you know, and you guys know I'm a big fan of Wiley as well. So, yeah, uh, he does a really good job on that track. Uh, you know, coupled with her, it sounds amazing. Both of them, they sound really good together. Potentially, you know, maybe this serves up as a offering and for them to to collaborate in the future. I mean, her hasn't really collaborated with anyone as of yet. Uh, she did tease a couple of weeks ago that she has a somewhat project or some joint songs, something with Rihanna. You know, Rihanna's been uh, quite a vocal about being her fan and things like that. She posted a video of her listening to one of the songs. I think it was Focus from her volume one, her volume one, and you know, uh, that, that, that I think that shot up her, uh, her awareness to people, so uh, you know, I, I was, I've been following her since uh, I think Joe Budden uh, introduced me to her on, from, from a sleeper song from his podcast, and then yeah, I've been following her since then, volume one, and then she released volume two, and yeah, then, then she released that whole, she repackaged it as a whole album, six additional songs so yeah i've been following her quite a lot and i think she's uh she's becoming a bit more you know aware to other people you know she used to be you know you, you wouldn't able to you see her face or you know she wasn't showing her face or anything like that but um yeah now she's slowly getting out there and you know uh, she her real name is gabby wilson uh she's <laughs> she's beautiful be- uh, beautiful woman there uh yeah so i think she's becoming you know she's losing that like that mystique i guess you know, that, that when she first came in with, not a bad thing, I guess, you know, look how it worked out for the weekend, you know, but, uh, yeah, not a bad thing that her losing a bit of a mystique, but, um, yeah, she's getting aware, she's getting known to quite a lot of few people, I think she performed at Coachella as well, I'm not sure, um, but, yeah, she's she's phenomenal, she's phenomenal, so you, if you guys haven't checked out, you love R&B, you love some smooth, slow down R&B, listen to her, she's great, you know, can't wait to see what she comes out in the future, as for this track, yeah, they sound really good together. Wale and I sound really good together. As I said, he's talking that relationship talk, one of the things he does best. And yeah, it's a really good track. That track is actually on SoundCloud. So uh, you guys go check that out, stream that on SoundCloud. Whether, yeah, that this serves up as a future, you know, collaboration between the both of us remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be uh, very, very intrigued uh, to see um, 
them to possibly collaborating in the future. Yeah, so a great track there. Wale has a good verse to that, so you yeah, go check that out. That's Wale with Every Kind of Way. That's on Wale's SoundCloud, and yeah, you can go stream that on SoundCloud. Next, we have one of my favorite artists of all time, Styles P. The Gangster and Gentleman, yes, he drops off a single from his upcoming album G-Host, or G-Host, or you call it Ghost, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he drops off this single called Heat of the Night. Uh, yeah, banger, banger, you know, I love Styles, you know, I'm a big fan of Styles, you know, anything he puts out is, you know, <laughs> mere, mere than, you know, you know, anything he puts out is really good, you know, so there's no doubt in him. He put out that Nickelback EP. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, so that served as a, like a precursor to his album G Host, right? And um, yeah, banger track there, Styles P Heat of the Night. Um, yeah, so he's he's doing what he does best, you know, talking talking that D Block Rough Rider, you know that all all that kind of uh, shit there. And yeah, you know, um, Styles is a phenomenal rapper, phenomenal lyricist. You know, way he puts things together and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so no, 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 no problems there with him. So he's someone else is featured on the track. Who is it? I'll just have a look. Uh, that is featuring some guy. I haven't remember. Was it? It's, it's called. Oh wait, hold on a second. Who is it featuring? It's featuring a guy called Cody. Right. Yeah, it's featuring a guy called Cody. Yeah, never really heard of him. But yeah, so that that's Heat of the Night, Styles P. So this serves as a first single to his next album coming called G Host or Ghost, whatever you want to call it. Absolute banger there. He's talking that talk, that street stuff, what he does best, and you know, putting together lyrics and wordplay as you know Styles can, uh, as Styles can. You know, one of the best in the game. So, you know. Shout out to Styles, I'm a big fan, always been a big fan, been following your music since I was a, since I was a little kid. You know, right around them times, them 50 Cent G-Unit game times as well, I was following him, him, Jada, you know, so, yeah, the locks and everything like that, so, great track from Styles there, you know, guy can do no wrong, another guy that can do no wrong. <laughs> so, in terms of the music, yeah, so, um, shout out to Styles, phenomenal track there, can't wait to hear your next project, Styles. Dave East, moving on. Dave East keeps his foot on the gas as well. This time, you know, he's not he's not dropping a song with Vardo, <laughs> surprisingly, but he's dropping a song uh, linking up with some unknown people called uh, Piff Jones, I believe, and uh, some other people there. This one's called Moonwalking. And, yeah, so this is on your SoundCloud. So, yeah, another great track from Dave. Dave is consistently putting out music. So, you know, he's, he's keeping on, on top of everybody's heads. Know, being on the top of everybody's minds so i think he is working on his debut studio album as well i don't think these cuts will land on the album i think he's just churning music out at a very fast pace kind of like a future pace and just throwing excuse me throwing uh these lucy's out there i don't think any of these will be uh featured on his debut studio album to my knowledge um. Uh, yeah. That, that I just think he's he always does these things called the East Mix, where he draw, uh, jumps on the hottest beat out there, or like um, the hottest instrumental out there, and you know does his own spin on it and uh, does his own verse and things like that. So you know that's how he he's keeping consistent and you know keeping on top of everybody's minds. And I'm 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 all all here for that. Big fan of Dave, as you guys know, uh, you day one listeners, uh, or you, <laughs> or if you're not, you know I am a big fan of Dave East. Uh. Yeah. So. 
yeah, he, this moonwalking track, phenomenal again. You know, he's talking that talk, that guttery, grimy stuff that he's talking. You know, he links up with these uh, couple of unknown, uh, unknown cats on this one. Um, yeah, so it sounds really good. Uh, the cover art is really, really interesting, really dope. Uh, it's got a picture of Michael Jackson on there, as you know, serves to the uh, single title, moonwalking. So yeah, very, very good track from Dave. That is on um, SoundCloud, so you can go check that out. Next, we turn into the bit of the R&B lane. We're going to go with Khalid, yes. So Khalid, you guys might know of him. He's that R&B sensation behind that uh, phenomenal breakout studio album called American Teen. Uh, you know, you've got big songs from there called Young, Dumb and Broke, Location and Saved and 18 and Let's Go. So phenomenal album there. Khalid uh, drops off a single. Potentially, this could be landing on his next album. He's at work on that. Uh, hope to see that this year i think and yeah so maybe this lands on this uh that album this time he links up with ty dollar sign and uh black pronounced you know six lakh or pronounced black uh yeah and this one he drops off is called on the way and yeah it's phenomenal i really like it very smooth vibes very good vibes there uh they all they all uh sound well great together they all you know all get uh all the vocals sound well together cleats ty dollars and um, Blacks, uh, yeah, so a very, very good, very good song there, um, yeah, so I was, I was quite surprised, quite uh, quite interested as well to see how all three of them sound, and yeah, it doesn't disappoint, and yeah, so very good track there from Khalid, that's called On The Way, very smooth vibes there, uh, that was potentially going to be my sleeper, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to play all these, uh, all these, you know, commercially signed guys, <laughs> in case SoundCloud take me down. You know, so uh, we've had some troubles with them in the past, but uh, you know, yeah, hate to see a hate, hate to see a young guy living, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, all jokes aside, yeah. So go check that out. That's Khalid links up with Ty Dolla Sign and uh, Black. That's on the way. Very smooth vibes there. Potentially landing on Khalid's next album. Let's see. Right, so that is on your streaming services. You can check that out. Next, we have Royster Five Nine. He's not letting up either. He drops off another single called Dumb. Oh my days, this one is a banger. Uh, so I first saw a snippet of this on Royce's Instagram, right? And I was like, God damn, this is sounding hard. And um, then Joe played it on his podcast. He was like, oh, I was just scrolling through music on Instagram the other day and I saw this. And Jesus Christ, I was just like, yeah, I was like, Joe knows this as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, this sounds hard as hell, this track. So this time he links up with uh, Shady's newest signee. Uh, called Boogie yeah so he links up with him drops this track called Dumb the beat is ridiculous Royce rapping on it is ridiculous and Boogie on it as well he, he's going bar for bar with uh, Royce Jesus so let, let's let, hold on let, let's uh, let's break down some of the lyrics he says here so because Royce tells some some real shit on this <laughs> real shit on this record hold on uh, let me let's, let's bring up this record here, I, I won't play it, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, one second. Let's look into this. So, that's Voice of 5-9 with Dumb. Hold on. Yeah, so Boogie signed to Shady quite recently. Uh, you know, Shady being the the label that Eminem's uh, created. So on that on that Shady label, you've got people like uh, Slaughterhouse, and you've got your Boogie, you've got your Westside Gun, your Conways, Yellow Wolf, 
yeah, you got people like that. Those those people on uh, and Shady, uh, you know, before you had you, know, you had your fifties on there and things like that as well. So, yeah, um, quite 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 a diverse roster they got there, and yeah, so you know, um, Boogie signed to them, I believe, just about six seven months ago. Uh, he was he was introduced to the world uh, on when um, Eminem did that freestyle for BET. Um, yeah, so then the uh, the Eminem did this freestyle, then you had like the Shady Cipher, uh, you know, so you, he you had all the people from Shady doing their own verses and things like that. So yeah, um, that that was really good, and you you guys might might have heard seen that Shady Cipher before. With you know you had King Crooked, you had Joe 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 Budden on there, Joe L, uh, Yellow Wolf and things like that. You had all of them on there, so that was really good. If you haven't checked that out? Check that out. Right, so. Let's get into this Royce 59 done with Boogie, right? So Royce starts off, you know, the beat is crazy. So here's how he starts starts off. Like I'll just I'll just spit some of um, what Royce is saying. He goes, "I'm no longer a prospect. I'm what you call a veteran, a legend, man. I'm a prophet. You ain't an artist. You're what I would call a concept made to inspire gossip, like Shade Room or like Bossip. Welcome to the Grammys, where your likeness is used for promos, hypeness, and views. Okay, I hope that you knowing that if you voted, you might as well not vote for no one." They knew when they made that category where that trophy was going. All this injury shit is dumb. There ain't no middle class, raise your glass, here's the classism. Either you're a rich ass or you're a bum. There ain't no in between, sinners sell their souls, angels sell their halos and their wings. I had dreams of fucking an R&B chick. Then I found out that R&B chick already had a dick. Already slept with your favourite rapper. Aren't we sick? You start as an artist and turn to an alcoholic and quit. This shit is dumb. Man, I wish I left... Wish I let a nerd who work at Interscope in a coat by Kenneth Cole consult me about my image, bro. I'm the best rapper out this bitch. Except the only catch is that I'm in this hoe. Woo! Yeah, and then um, yeah, Boogie goes on to that, and he he goes bar for bar with Royce on that. But I thought, <laughs> let me, I need to, uh, you know, just let you guys know what Royce is saying on that. So a lot of real shit on that, you know, about the Grammys and, you know, about you know the gossip and things like that, and how things go around the hip hop industry and things like that. So. Yeah, Royce is not playing. He's not playing at all. Uh, so I, I cannot wait for this. This is gonna land on that Book of Ryan album come May, come May the fourth, right? Uh, yeah. So I cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, when he put out the track list, you know, uh, J Cole was the only listed feature, but so far we've got, you know, you got him on Bubbler Boat, and you got this uh, one with Stay Work with Ashley Sorrell, and you got this done with Boogie. So I think more and more. Royce will start putting out, uh, you know, uh, some singles with some features, or you know, you'll come out with a full feature list and things like that. So yeah, not not long to go now, really, until this album. I think it's, this album will be coming next week, May the fourth. Yeah, definitely next week. So yeah, next Friday that album will be coming. So yeah, I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for that. That that will be uh, a really great album. So yeah. Right, so let's get more into the next single. Right, uh, so oh, I think that that was the last single. Yeah, so that yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was most of my bad. That was most of the singles that were released this week. Right, there was a big singles released this week. All right, let's transition to a bit of news now, and then we'll get into the album talk and things like that. Quite a lot of news coming out this week, mostly courtesy of one Mr. Kanye West. Yes, sir, Kanye. Kanye returned to Twitter and you know he spat off as only Kanye can. You know, he's in that in that mind state, that crazy mind state as people would like to say. 
Yeah, uh, so he came back onto Twitter and you know, he was dropping gems about life and you know what you should do and what you shan't, do, what you shouldn't do and things like that. Uh, yeah, so you know he's creating a lot of uh, a lot of lifestyle talk, a lot of wokish talk, you know. So yeah, he returned and then you know amidst all that, then he started to transition into the music. So you know there's been there's been a uh, lot of things for weeks. They're saying you know Kanye's in that crazy mode, so that only means that music is coming, music is coming, and lo and behold. He went on the Twitter spree announcing a hell of a lot of music. So let's start. So he announced his 8th studio album is coming June the 1st and that he's going to have 7 songs. Right? Next he follows up with that him and Kid Cudi are going to have a joint album the week later, June the 8th. Right? And this one is titled Kids See Ghosts as that's the name of their group, Kanye goes on to say. Right? Then he goes off and saying the long-awaited, heavily anticipated Pusha T's King Push album is coming May the 25th, right? Then we have Tiana Taylor's next album that will be landing on uh, June the 22nd, right? These albums that, are, you know, these are all going to be executively produced by Kanye. Uh, so we was aware of this, or quite a lot of people were aware of this, when Sci High did an interview with Grassroots Podcast. Shout out to Grassroots, shout out Brandon Killaby H. Hall, and uh, shout out Aaron Ashley Simon. I do follow you guys as well. When Sai was uh, a guest on their podcast, uh, they did ask a question, you know, how's your relationship with Kanye? Things. They said, yeah, it's great. He's producing a lot of all the good uh, music uh, artists' uh, solo albums. So it should be sounding good. So, and hello and behold, we get all this information. So Kanye's album, his eighth solo album coming June the 1st. That's going to feature seven songs, he says. Week after that, Kanye and Kid Cudi joint albums called Kid See Ghost. That's going to land on June the 8th. Kim Kardashian came out saying that his wife came out saying that, that, that that's that's her favorite album of this time uh, or so far. All right. Pusha T album coming out May the 25th. Tiana Taylor album coming out June the 22nd. Now... We also saw some videos, TMZ uh, leaked some videos of Charlemagne the God, you know, from the Breakfast Club and the Brilliant Idiots podcast, shout out Charlemagne, big fan of you. Do listen to your Breakfast Club interviews and yeah, do uh, follow you for the Brilliant Idiots podcast as well. Shout out Andrew Schultz as well. <laughs> yeah, so there were some leaked videos from TMZ uh, showing that Charlemagne's been hanging with uh, Kanye. Potentially, I think it's uh, maybe to do with an interview, Charlemagne's doing on Kanye and that that's going to be a breakfast club special maybe and then um, you'll see Kanye I did uh, let him hear some music and uh, yeah so Charlamagne then uh, you know uh, come uh, comes on Twitter saying that you know he he, he heard some of the music he says Kanye he, then he went on his podcast he said uh, Kanye West's album is you know is socially conscious Jay you know like the real friends and stuff like that. he's talking about real shit saying that that's what his album is about not that he's not always been socially conscious as you guys know uh but yeah so his album is more down that route you know talking about the real friends and the you know, real friends vibe from that life of Pablo. he's talking about that kind of stuff and he says that you know he heard the beats and the bars from Pusha T's album and uh Tiana Taylor's album and he says they both sound amazing he didn't he didn't really uh press on Pusha T's album much he said yeah it sounds phenomenal the bars on there sound phenomenal and then he said Tiana Taylor's album sounds amazing he went on to heavily praise that and uh, so you know Charlemagne's always been a very good music critic uh, to me personally to be honest you know and you know he's a he's a guy that I uh, I do listen to quite a lot you know when that one when I want to you know get some judgment on a on a project or things like that and you know he is uh, from that old school era he knows quite a lot of music so 
Yeah, um, I do value Charlemagne's opinion. <laughs> uh, you know, but also, you know, people have their personal preferences, as you know. I might like some music that Charlemagne doesn't like, and he might like some music that I don't like. But um, yeah, I'm talking like as we're friends, but we're really not. <laughs> Maybe one day. But yeah, so yeah, that the, the that tweet storm from Kanye comes out. Uh, so announcing all these albums, he then goes on to announce that uh, he's been executive producing quite a lot of uh, good music artist albums and other artist albums, as Sahai told. And then he announces that Nas's next album, you know, that we've been waiting on for nearly what two years or so, ever since DJ Khaled put out that song Nas album done on Major Key. You know, that's been two years. And I see you, Khaled, on Instagram going, oh, yeah, I told you, I told you. That was two years ago, my G, two years ago. How can the album be done and not released for two years? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so Kanye tweets out as well that Nas's album is coming out June the 15th. Whether these dates remain to be true or not, let's see. Take, it, take these as a grain of salt, as things do change. Kanye does change a lot of things. Uh, as proven with his live or popular album and that happens before but yeah he said he's had a hand in produ- executive producing Nas's album and that is coming out June 15th let's see Georgia Smith big up Georgia Smith from the UK I gotta rep the UK you know homegrown talent she, her debut album called Lost and Found is set to land uh, on June the 8th it's gonna drop on June the 8th so yeah I'm a big fan of Georgia Smith I know quite a lot of people are uh, I know Drake's a big fan, you know, obviously he used it on that More Life project as well. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I uh, really like Georgia Smith. She makes really good music, really good uh, R&B, sultry music as well. I really like that. Can't wait to hear what she's got up her sleeve for her debut album, Lost and Found. And another beautiful woman there, so yeah. <laughs> another beautiful woman there, so... Let's hear air horn in this bitch for Georgia Smith, you know, from the UK. Big up the UK. Yes, uh, right. Moving on. Bit of sad news coming out uh, this week. We've got uh, King Crooked announced that he's leaving Slaughterhouse, or he's left Slaughterhouse. So that came as a, quite a big of a shock to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why. I mean, they were together for a while, but, you know, haven't put any music, really. And that heavily, highly uh, anticipated Glass House second album, you know, that's been... Uh, uh, on the shelf for quite a while. Don't know if that way was his light day, but uh, yeah. So crooked, uh, crooked goes on Instagram and says uh, that yeah, he's leaving Slaughterhouse, or uh, you know, he's not a longer part of that. It's all love. There's no beef. Um, you know, and he goes, that group's not rapping anymore. And you know, I love rapping. Rapping is one of one of my first loves. So not just forty years better, but um, better for myself. So. Yeah, uh, he goes, I'm no longer part of that group, but it's all love, it's all be- uh, no, no beef, all love. I wish all the other guys the success and all that, all things like that. And then yeah, Joel f- follows that up as well, saying, you know, yeah, I appreciate you, uh, Crook, you know, you do what you do. Um, just know that, you know, I'm showing a phone call away if you want to uh, link up and do some music, things like that. So, yeah, a uh, bit of a, a shocking news, but I, I, I don't know, it's quite a lot of people saying it's not surprising. As you know, Joe's doing his own thing. Uh, you know, Royce is doing his own thing. Um, Joel is doing his own thing as well. So, I mean, some people are not surprised about it. But I was thought, you know, maybe sooner or later, one day, they might get band back together and uh, you know, drop some music. But uh, yeah, that that's a bit of a sad news as a as a hip hop and ly- a lyrical fan. You know, for them, for them, for heavily, uh, heavily, you know. 
rated Liverpool MCs, so yeah, that's a bit of sad news there. But yeah, let's see how this where this takes us. Uh, Cooker's Cricket always releases a project every year or so. His last project was a phenomenal. That's that Good versus Evil two. Even the one before that, Good versus Evil, phenomenal. Um, then there was project before that, Sex, Love and Hip Hop. You know, so if you you're a fan of wordplay and lyrics and things like that, you know, there's no one who does it. As good as King Crooked, you know, Crooked Eye. No one has does it as, as as good as him. Uh it's a shame that he's not, you know, really on people's radars much. But um he, he, to me he's probably he's up there, you know, of on the upper upper echelon, you know, of, you know, lyrical rappers. You know, just just listen to one or a couple of his songs from those projects and you'll find out why. The way he puts words together, how meticulous he is, you know. The speed at which he delivers it as well is is, is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal artist. He's an alien, uh, as uh, Joe likes to say. You know, people out of this world. He's an alien, definitely. But yeah, it's a bit of sad news. But I'm, I don't know. Maybe, never say never. I guess. Let's see uh, down the line if something comes uh, comes back. All right. Next bit of news is by the hands of Russ. You know, I don't really listen to Russ's music at all. To be honest, um, never really have. Um, but. He was in the news this week quite a lot because he come out and say that, you know, producers are whack, you know, uh, the state of hip-hop is to blame, blame for the producers, you know. Producers are to blame for the state of hip-hop right now about all this whack music thing, things like that, you know. So, basically, so what he went on to say, he went on of this Vlad TV interview, you know, everybody, Vlad is that, you know, that dickhead that, you know, just tries to stir up a lot of shit. He always invites people on his on his platform to, like, stir up a lot of shit. And, you know, so I'm not surprised that Ross chose that platform there. And so this is what he goes on um, to say on Vlad TV. He goes, people think that that you blame the rappers for the state of hip-hop. He explained, rappers are not making the music. you got to blame the producers. Producers are making whack shit. If all I do is rap and the producer sends me a pack of 20 beats and they're all whack and they all sound the same, I'm just fucked. i got to pick the best of the worst. First, then, so from this first Metro Boomin fired back at Russ for being whack in spirit, and he posted a photo of him holding a card saying Russ is whack, and then Frank Dukes goes on. One of Frank Dukes' another producer calls Russ a joke and took shots at him for making music targeted at people who are scared of rap. So this is what Frank Dukes has to say: Russ, lol, Russ is a joke. What he said might actually be offensive if he didn't make rap for people who are scared of rap. Carter got wings, took a similar approach, calling out Russ for making watered down rap music. Russ and those, this is what uh, Cardo Got Wings says, Russ and those Walt Disney bars he be spitting can get the fuck on. You can tell he still puts pizza rolls in the microwave. <laughs> London on the track kept things simple, saying fucking Russ, idiot. Yeah, so, um, then this other guy, Big Head on the Beat, who originally helped resurface the Vlad TV interview in this video, focused on Russ's superior attitude when it comes to his place in hip hop. So, this is what this Big Head on the Beat has to say I'm not a hater towards Russ. Music or his success, I'm impressed in some ways. But the corny fact about him always voicing his weak-ass opinion, he has a negative, corny, know-it-all, I'm perfect, where everyone else sucks and hip-hop is a ruined head-ass. Just shut the fuck up. As the negative tension keep piling on throughout the weekend, another producer, Sango, Sim- Sango simply pointed out, Ross done messed up. And Ross obviously seemed to notice the blowback of this in his mentions because he took some time out to clarify that he didn't disproduce the community as a whole and said that... So this is what Ross has to say after this. Let me address this 2016 interview since y'all getting emotional. I was referring to the 
monotony in production. 95% of the beats in rap sound of sound the same. 95% of rappers do the same shit over them as every other rapper. If that doesn't apply to you, then I wasn't talking about you. I didn't diss the producer community, just the whack ones. Then you put some laughing emojis there. You used to be able to tell whose beat who whose beat was whose. Everyone had a real unique style and sound. All the shit be sounding the same now, and that's a fact. If the shoe fits, that's on you. Shout out to the fire producers though, a lot of dope ones. He said his main problem was with producers who were stuck making the same sounds as everyone else, leading to homogenized rap music. A lot of this is what Ross says goes on to say. A lot of kids coming up trying to make beats be regurgitating what they see work for a lot of producers that are on. Instead of making what they actually want to make, they gotta eat pay they gotta eat, pay bills and get on, so I get it. I just think the landscape of the canvas of rap sounds the same across the board for the most part. Boo hoo, lol. So yeah, regardless of this, many hip hop producers were underappreciated as it is, and aren't pleased to see him discredit them with this Vlad TV comments. And of course, Ross is always quick to remind you that everyone that you don't need anyone but himself anyway. First of all, I like to thank my fans. You're the biggest blessing ever. Then I like to thank my producer, me. I like to thank my writer, me. I like to thank my recording engineer, me. I like to thank the guy who mixed and mastered my album, me. Right? Yeah. So you know, I don't. I don't really. Follow Ross. I think he's. I think he's just shit. To be honest, you know, he's so far up his own ass. Um, I remember he came whenever he struggled. Uh, this is when Joe was there, or this is one of the Friday episodes when it was just in the desk and academics there. And then you know, he's up there. He's always just promoting his own accolades. Yeah, I'm selling out the arenas. Yeah, I've got ten thousand. You know, people in my in the arenas chanting my name. Yeah, I got gold of this, platinum of this, yada yada of this, yada yada of this. Now, I don't really listen to Ross's music. I don't think his music is for me, to be honest. Um, just yeah, just general opinion. That's my opinion. A lot of people might fuck with him. He might be selling out arenas. I don't know. I don't care, to be honest. But I'm not a fan of him. Um, but yeah, I think he's just up his own ass most of the time. And, uh, you know, he's just, you know, as, as that, as that uh, article says, he's just praising himself way too much all the time. And, you know, he's dissing everybody else. You know, so, you know, there's a thing about calling, there's a thing about that saying burning bridges, you know, who knows, you know, okay, apparently he's got a lot of hit singles and platinum singles and things like that, good for him, good for him, you know, but the thing about burning bridges is that, you know, you know, he could be, you know, burning bridges are working with one of these highly talented producers, your Metro Boomins, you know, your Ill Minds, you know, all of these people, and, you know, that could take him into another stratosphere, you know, in terms of superstardom. But, you know, he does what he does, I guess. You know, he's been an arsehole as he is. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of Ross. But, um, yeah, that, that, that was that that was quite quite a, quite a big bit of news this week. And I saw the producers going back on in on him. So, good, good, good on those producers. Shout out to those producers. <laughs> Shout out to Metro. Yeah, your Ill Mind, your Sango, you know, Carly Got Wings. All of them. Shout out to them producers. <laughs> Next we have a uh, belly, Be- <laughs> random thing. Belly saw this video the other day. Belly was attacked at Coachella. <laughs> I think Weekend was performing his set, and he was, I think he was just walking through the crowd, and just some people just swung on him. You know, I saw the video TMZ pointing out that video, and I, I was shocked about that. I was like, you know, Belly got beef. You know, why are people swinging on Belly? You know, <laughs> you know he's not out there. You know, just saying any gangster stuff. You know. Igniting any sort of beef, but um, yeah, that was 
that was very, very, very surprising to see. You know, he's just walking through the crowd during the weekend set at Coachella, and you know, then all these people start swarming on him. He then went on to tweet. He goes, "20 of you pussies couldn't even take me off my feet." Low, and then you put some laughing emojis there. So, um, yeah, I hope Belly's all right. It doesn't seem. It seems like he's all right after that tweet. So, uh, yeah, um, that was a bit surprising, you know. <laughs> but obviously Coachella, you know, everybody's high off their face, drunk on whatever. You know, there's no telling what people can do. So. I guess it's not that surprising, considering, you know, the venue and the event and things like that. But, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of that and, you know, it didn't make me laugh, but I was just like, you know, what, what the fuck's going on? But, yeah, go good to see. Hopefully Belly's all, all right from that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Next, we do have a bit of sad news. We we did lose uh, two people over the weekends. Um, first of all, rest in peace, Avicii. Avicii dead at 28. Uh, he found dead at 28 in his hotel in Oman in Muscat. Yeah, so uh, that that was very shocking. Uh, for you, those of you guys not aware, Avicii is that very talented EDM house producer. He's got a plethora of uh, hits, hit singles, albums as well. Uh, a couple of songs that you guys might have heard of, like Levels, Silhouettes. Uh, was it come to me or come back to me or things like that? Yeah, so and he's he's always performing out in all these big party venues like UIP first and Vegas and things like that. So he's a very talented house and EDM producer. Yeah, and uh, so this was very shocking to hear. You know, he's only twenty eight and very young. Um, and so he said he's found dead in his hotel in uh, Oman in Muscat, and then the, um, I think the police report came out in saying that there's no suspicious or foul play. You know, you know, so I I immediately thought it could be due to drugs or things like that, but apparently there's no foul play or there's no, you know, suspicious substances or things like that um, that were found. So um, I think this new, this story is developing as we go forwards. So potentially you might find out down the line what what might have caused this or things like that. But um, yeah, so he was very, a very talented producer, a very talented producer and DJ. And yeah, he always made... um very very good songs you know you'll see his songs when i was out in university and uh, you know in the club and things like that so you used to get the crowd wild and things like that when avici when an avici song dropped so you know rest in peace to avici you know we lost we lost a good one there second one we um rest in peace to Vern troyer another good one that we lost he was found dead at the age of 48 in his home this weekend um for those of you unaware, Vern Troyer was the guy who played Mini Me in the Austin Power series. Uh, yeah, so um, he was mostly uh, notorious for that. Uh, yeah, so him. There were some. Uh, the there were some uh, stories. Well, sorry, there were, were some health issues uh, that were associated with Vern. Uh, so they did. Uh, one of the uh, one of his representatives did come out and say that you know, he has been battling a lot of. Excuse me. He's been battling a lot of health issues over the past uh, uh, couple of years, and he was on and off. He was on and off uh, with his health and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so he says like he passed away peacefully. I think they said, and um, you know, in his home, age forty eight. So yeah, that, that that was another another sad thing to see. So you no, know, rest in peace, Vern Troyer. You know, prayers and condolences to you and Avicii, and you know. Present the donors are with the loved ones of the Avicii's and Vern Troyer's family. So rest in peace for both for both of those uh both of those guys. Two good ones gone. So uh, yeah, rest in peace. All right, 
Now let's move on into some TV and movie. Uh, then we'll get into the album talk. <laughs> We've got a trailer for The Equalizer 2 that came out this week. Starring the one and only Wenzel, a.k.a. Denzel Washington. <laughs> we call, I call him Wenzel. You know, Weng is a UK slang term as for, you know, for jacked, for big. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we call him Wenzel just because, you know, Denzel is, is, very, is, is very gas. <laughs> is very hype. Uh, yeah, so he releases a trailer for Equalizer 2. Uh, we did know that this movie was coming out, but we just didn't know when. And no source of trailer, things like that. So yeah, this trailer came out this week. It's a sequel to The Equalizer, phenomenal film, one of my favourite films from Denzel. If you guys haven't checked that out, check that out. That is on your Netflix, uh, I believe, so if you guys on Netflix, check that out. But if, 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 if you don't, it does come on, for my UK fans, it does come on TV quite a lot. I know that uh, it comes on Channel 5 and 5 USA and 5 Star and things like that. So for your UK fans, you know, check that out. For anybody else listening around the world... I think check out Netflix. I think Netflix it has it over here. It should possibly have it in the US. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, re- really good film. Uh, Equalizer one and you know, so Equalizer two. The trailer dropped for that. Uh, can't wait for that. It's Denzel in an action role. You know, it's like your man on fire and things like that. Your training days and things like that. So yeah, both both really phenomenal films from Denzel. So can't wait to see that. That's coming out July twentieth, I believe. Here, so yeah, July twentieth. Equalizer two. Can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, and then we've got Avengers releasing this Friday. Avengers Affinity War, the big one. That's releasing this Friday. Hopefully I'll be able to see it this weekend. <laughs> Let's see. Possibly on a Sunday or something like that. Let me see what 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 my uh, what my dogs, what my homies are doing, what my mates are doing, see what they're saying. You know, we're all big fan of comic books and Marvel and superheroes and things like that. And we've been waiting for this film for a while. So yeah, let's see. If not, maybe I'll try to catch it the week after or something like that. I know it's going to be very busy for this film. So possibly go see it when, you know, there's less crowd and things like that. So yeah, let's let's see. But yeah, that's coming out this Friday. Right, now let's get into the albums. Right, so well, what should I say? Album. There was only one big major release this week. And it was a surprise release, and that came courtesy of Jermaine Cole. Yes, J. Cole dropped off his fifth studio album, appropriately titled K.O.D. K.O.D., right? And that has three meanings. It's a triple entendre, right? So let's uh, let's start off with um, how this album was announced. So I believe late Monday night, J. Cole hopped on Twitter and saying, you know, he's performing a, performing a secret show in New York. And uh, it's first comes first serve. Meet me at this place for tickets, free entry and things like that. Uh, it said no mobile phones, no you know, no things like this, no photography things like this. Just meet me at this place. And so we were all wondering like, oh, what's this about? What's this about, right? And then the next day he popped up uh, in in London, you know. So very surprising, you know. I didn't I didn't even know about it. I only found out about it Tuesday late night when one of my friends messaged. And said, you know, J. Cole held a secret concert. And, you know, and this was for his album. And then, you know, there was anticipation saying this is for his album. And then there was a little, there was a little extra on there saying the last track he uh, loaded the clip and emptied it into your favourite rapper. So I was like, oh, damn, okay. Uh, yeah, so he did those two shows in NYC and in, uh, in London. He flew back and then Wednesday night he announced that, yeah, he's got an album coming Friday. Friday just gone 420. <laughs> right? 
and um, yeah, so and then it's, uh, it's called KOD, and you know then there was no what, what there wasn't no uh, notification on what the album might mean, uh, but wasn't no you know no description of what the uh, KOD might stand for, but people people started breaking it down. Oh, apparently people who went to the concert they say this about. I it's got a triple entendre meaning. It's either standing for kids on drugs, uh, king overdosed, or kill our demons, right? And then he drops off the album on Friday, as uh, as promised. Yeah, so the title is KOD, and then he, so he then he did re- he did release a little extract there uh, talking about the album and what the album means. So what this is what he says. So he says he's got three meanings: kids on drugs, king overdose, and kill our demons. So this is what he says about kids on drugs. If I turn on the TV right now, it's not going to take long for an advertisement to pop up that says, are you feeling down? Have you been having lonely thoughts? And then they'll shovel some pills in your face. This is the first response to any problems, is to medicate. So that's his explanation for the kids on drugs title. Next he goes on to describe the king overdose title. This represents me. The times that I was and I am afflicted by the same methods of escape, whether it be alcohol, phone addiction or women. Then he goes on to detail the third meaning, kill our demons. This is the end goal, to face our shit, to realise we have some shit going on inside. Everybody, I realise everyone's family is fucked up. I used to feel like it was just my family. Nobody is fucking perfect. Whether you want to or not, you're going to fuck your kids up in some way because you got fucked up in some type of way. The plan is to fuck your kids up the least amount as possible, but there's some sort of mistake that you make that they're going to have to grow up in and face. Kill Our Demons is about finding that shit, whether it be traumatic childhood experiences, lack of attention, confidence issues, insecurities, whatever it is, we got to be honest with ourselves. Look in the mirror and ask ourselves questions like, what is really eating me? What's causing me to run this thing as an escape? And once I find the root of it, I'm going to look it in its face and see what it really is. Right? So that's his explanation for the album. And these three meanings are depicted on the album's cover. Right? If you look at the album cover for this KOD, it's got Cole in a robe and with a king's crown on it. Right? Representing him as King Overdosed. As he said, this is me. Underneath that, on underneath that uh on underneath that robe is a depiction of three kids sipping lean and they look you know they look fucked out of their face they look on drugs and things like that right and then on uh, if you just look above them like like in cold uh, neckline region it's like a necklace and it's showing skulls and things like that right so you've got king overdose you know, you've got a cold uh, crown and the robe kids on drugs you've got the picture of the kids below drinking lean and looking high off their face you got like that, uh, and then you got the killer demons, which you know, depicted in that picture. You know, in Cole's like neck neckline region, like a necklace, having skulls and things like that. So very, very intricate, very, very intriguing, very intuitive. Cole really there, you know, putting all these things together and depicting it in that way. Yeah, so very interesting. And then yeah, the album dropped on Friday. We got a total of uh, what was it, twelve tracks, right? No features. The only features that I say, it does say featuring Kill Edward. Uh, that Kill Edward is actually Cole's alter ego. As basically on, uh, I think it was Thursday, uh, they put out a track from this Kill Edward on SoundCloud and Apple Music. And people you know, cross-examined it and dug very deep into it. And they found out that it is Cole, but with a slowed down pitch. You know, so 
uh, he does. People did say when they went to these secret concerts that you know there's no features, and when they heard it, they just sound like Cole as well, and and obviously, yeah, when uh, uh, the album cover and things came out on Wednesday or Thursday, I believe, and the track listing thing came out, uh, they were like, oh, no features, but who's this Kill Edward? And then Thursday as well, they posted a track from this Kill Edward, like a demo version, and you know people examined it and found out that it is J Cole, but with a slowed down pitch, right? So he does, he does, uh, so it, it's not really a feature, as you say, <laughs> as is his alter ego, right? Yeah, so 12 tracks, yeah, no features on there, and wow, what an album, what an album, you know, phenomenal. Uh, you know, Cole, in, in, the, in his secret concerts that he said, he said, this is a, this is going to be a classic, this is my best album, and, you know, he went behind the, um, the uh, making of this album, he said it, it apparently took two weeks, two weeks to make to record all the songs. So he he recorded all the songs in two weeks, but then he went back and you know just mixed it and mastered it, added a little bit of fine tuning here and there. Um, yeah, so he said like it's like God gave me this, like God gave me this. Let me write it, let me record it, you know. So he did it in about two weeks. Uh, he said. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, so enough backstory and things like that. <laughs> Let's get into the album, right? So, yeah, we have got twelve tracks there, twelve tracks. Kod, right? And uh, let's let's start off. Let's go into a track by track analysis. So we got the intro. You know, he's talking about you know, you know the concept and the whole thing of the album, and is the main the main theme of the main the main phrase in this album is choose wisely, choose wisely, uh, choose wisely if you want to be on do drugs and do this and do that. Right then, it leads into the, the title track KOD. Wow, you know, <laughs> Cole's not playing. He's not playing at all. So hold on, let's um, I'm not gonna play it obviously, but let's uh, uh, get into some of the lyrics that he spits on this uh, this album here and this title track specifically. So KOD, KOD. Alright, let's load this up. Load this up, load this up. Come on, come on. Alright, KOD. J. Cole. Alright, so. Yeah, Cole's not playing around, so let's get <laughs> so let's get into so he starts off saying Okay, this is yeah, so obviously he starts off with the chorus, right? KOD is hard as shit, right? He is hard as shit. So then he goes, Wow, people have been cramping my style, blowing my hide, they want to reply. The number one question is, How? How does it feel now that you're on? How much you're worth? How big is your home? How come you won't get a few features? I think you should. How about I don't? How about you just get the fuck off my dick? How about you listen and never forget? Only gonna say this one time, then I'll dip. These people ain't worthy to be on my shit. Haven't you heard? I'm cold as a tip. Tip of the iceberg that tipped the Titanic. No tiptoeing around it. My shit is gigantic. As big as a fucking Atlantic. I'm lit, bitch. <laughs> I just uh, copied the same flow that he was using. Not not bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so no, he's not playing around. Wow. You know, why don't you get a few features? And uh, I'm just going to say it once and I don't want to repeat it. These guys ain't worthy to be on my shit. <laughs> wow. So yeah, he's not, he's so straight out of the gate. Bang, he's starting, you know, firing shots and things like that. Saying, you know, he's speaking. He's just not playing around. He's, he's he's going after everyone, saying, you know, you know, you think I should get some few features and things like that. How you know you're big now? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? He goes, how about I don't? Let me just stick to what I do the best, you know. Yeah. So, and 
let me let me just rewind back as well. So like you know these twelve tracks Cole has on this album. So the the general meaning, the general theme of this album is you know he's got those three meanings: kids on drugs, king overdose, kill our demons. It's 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 very intriguing that he's named every track really. Like each track is talking about a specific addiction, you know. So KOD is an introduction, you know, like this what this you know what this album is going to be about. Um, so yeah, and, and and as as I just repeated, he says all that stuff, and then he goes on to the next track called Photograph, and he's saying on here Photograph fell in love through photographs, right? So he's basically saying that he fell in love through you know a girl through social media, and he's saying social media is an addiction, social media is a drug, you know, and you know how people can get addicted to it, and you know how now you know love is not you know as simple as it is. Or you know, as as complex as it is, you you just you see a few photos on Instagram or these dating websites or apps, and that's it. You know, then you match with them, and you start talking to them. So you know, he's he's outlining you know a lot of a uh, a lot of things that you know can be addictive on this, right? Um, next one, you know, he's talking about the next track. He's talking about the cut off. You know, here he's talking about like you know he's got some people that owe him money or you your people that you know who's you know. He's been looked out for and stuff like that, and um, it's called the cut off. He goes, how you should cut, you know, people, lock, toxic people off from your life, and you know, so that that can be an addiction as well. You hang around the same crowd, how you hang around toxic people, that can be an addiction because you've got no one else. You can be addicted to be, you know, going out with these guys or getting involved in the wrong thing, and things like that. Um, yeah, so that's that's a very that's a very another another really good record there. The next one he is called titled ATM. You know, ATM. You know, it's it could stand for two things. ATM as in the cash machine, and ATM as you know slang for at the moment. And uh, it it goes back to the first meaning ATM as in cash. So he's saying that you know money can also be another addiction there. And he released a video for this. The video is very intriguing as well. He shows uh, you know kids who are on these drugs can be easily be led by money as well. You know, money is like people say money is the root of all evil. Money can be addiction as well. He's saying, you know, can it up, can it up, can it up. You know, I need money, I need this, I need that. This what I need money for. Money's all about this. Money's all about that, right? And yeah, so you know, another thing that could be addictive, you know. Uh yes, and the next track is called Motivate, right? You know, Motivate is 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 that um that 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 track's talking about, you know. You know what 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 stuff can motivate a person? You know, you know he's talking about like I have no sympathy for fuck guys. You know, um, I got to motivate myself. I got to motivate. I got to motivate myself to do this and get money and do this and do that. You know, you, you know after you know as he's saying you know after that money track, you know, money can also be it's like a counter reflective, isn't it? Money can also be a motivator as well. It can be an addiction, but it can be a motivator as well, isn't it? You know, so it's just a. Uh, yeah, it's a it's like a, a counter effect there, you know, where he's talking about, you know, one way money can be a very addictive and you know can lead you down the wrong path, and another way money can motivate you as well. Next track, track number seven, is probably titled Kevin's Heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a title! Uh, so basically, he's titled this after you know, as as the title says, Kevin Hart. You know, Kevin's heart. So you know, Kevin Hart was caught up in a caught up in a cheating scandal and that song Kevin Hart is talking about cheating cheating can be an addiction temptation can be an addiction you know with other women when you're with someone so that's another addiction he's talking about there and you know so he's being very very smart there very intuitive Cole I see that <laughs> entitling Kevin's Hart as you know Kevin in, in previous 
a couple of months he was caught up in a cheating scandal isn't it so he's talking about yeah another addiction there about cheating and temptation of women and things like that you know and even women you know pussy pussy can pussy can be an addiction you know pussy is a weapon and you know it can be an addiction as well he's saying yeah next next track he's talking about brackets right he's talking about you know him jumping up in the tour in, in the sense of tax brackets right and not so not so much you know talking about maybe an addiction in this track but um again you know he's relating to the whole money issue and things like that but uh this one he's really talking about like you know i'm paying the tax person all this money i don't know where it's going you know i i'm i'm working my ass off to get this money in and i give it to the irs the tax man and then all my money's gone i work hard for this i don't know where it's gone tell me where it's gone you know is it going into is it going into weapons and things like that because you know, if it's going into weapons and you know, and I see people in my hood getting killed and things like that, is the government using it for this? You know, what what, what is this whole mon- tax money? Where is it going towards, Uncle Sam? Where is it going towards? You know, um, so that's that's very telling there. Um, you know, and I've got, I've got a question that everybody has. You know, even in the UK, you know, we know what our money's going towards the Queen, but what the fuck does the Queen need that money for? She's rich as fuck, you know. Imagine, you know, we didn't get taxed and all that, like that, you know, here, same thing, you go, you get a better salary, you jump up in the tax bracket, and then, you know, you, the more you tax, you get cut off. So, it's a question that's on everybody's mind, where the fuck does this money go? Does does this money really help? Is the government really using this money to help the community? We don't know, you know, because especially in America, you know, people are getting killed, people of colour and things like that. So, how can you say, you, you're saying that this money is used to help the community when it's not? So very, very, very uh, deep record there. Um, one of my favourites as well. Um, moving on, track number nine. We got once an addict interlude. This is a very deep, very introspective record from Cole. He's talking about how his mother uh, was an addict. You know, it's with alcohol and things like that, and you know him going through some abuse with his mother and things like that, and using him. Uh, as uh, as a crutch you know he does mention that as well he, she using me for crutch you know and he's talking about like you know him growing up and him having to deal with his mother you know his his mother's alcohol issues and substance issues and things like that and what a toll it took on him and things like that so that's a very deep very deep introspective record there from Carl very telling you know I know I know quite a lot of people who go through the same sort of thing know parents you know we're addicted to some sort of substance alcohol or maybe some other substance as well and you know what they have to go through and things like that so it's very very telling and it's very relate relatable for a lot of people and um fits in with that whole theme of the album as well you know being addictive and so this time he's relating it to himself as well now and you know saying this is what i went through and things like that so yeah very very deep very good introspective record there by cole that's uh, track number nine. That's called Once an Addict. Track number ten is called Friends, right? And that's another addiction. As I said, friends can be friends can be an addiction. You know, friends. You know, bugging you for money. Your friends borrowing you stuff, and you know, not. You know, it relates to track number four, the cut off. You know, them them two, them two go hand in hand, really, isn't it? So, friends can be an addiction. Are you get involved with the wrong people you know you're you're on the same people every day and you know you're not spending much time at home and you're forgetting about other things in life you just care about your friends and things like that you know that's another thing you know so another addiction there another another very, very great record this and you know, all all the records on this album are phenomenal you know production is top notch top notch there's not a bad track on this album i wouldn't skip a track on this album at all you know um 
whereas, you know, compared to Forest Hills Drives, uh, not, not Forest Hills Drive, sorry, that was for, number, uh, for your eyes only, there were a couple of tracks on there which I only liked a little bit, um, I believe, hold on. The only tracks I liked on For Your Eyes Only were, what, Immortal, Deja Vu, Neighbours, and For Your Eyes Only, you know? Uh, whereas this this album here, you know, there's not a track I can skip. So, yeah, that was track number 10 with Friends. Track number 11 is Window Pane. Here, Cole's talking about how he met this one girl. You can hear this girl in, in this track um, talking about, you know, uh, people coming to her house, robbing her house and things like that. And... You know, you know, her brother and her family going through that traumatic experience and things like that. And, you know, Cole's addressing that, like, if you were my sister, I would kiss you and, you know, tell you everything's going to be all right and things like that. Um, so, yes, that, that's that's uh, another very deep record, you know, if you, if you listen carefully and what the stuff he's saying there. Um, how he met this young girl on tour and things like that. And, you know, how his heart was breaking and he was weeping, like, weeping tears from this... Uh, ordeal you know as you know people go through that every day and it's just sad to see a young girl you know especially a child go through all that kind of stuff track number 12 whoo you know as i said going back to the first intro track kod he's not playing with you guys at all 1985 this track is called it's called and it has in brackets intro to the fall off right now so hold on i'll go in deep uh, in depth about the track but let's go into that uh that uh, title there, 1985, and then in brackets, intro to the fall of. So people are debating, says the last song, 1985, also doubles off as an intro to a project called The Fall Off, which leads us to believe Cole has a mixtape on deck, completing the trilogy that started with the come up and the warm up. So this could be a mixtape, you know, this third mixtape in the series of the come up and the warm up, and this one titled The Fall Off. Or it could be his next album called The Fall Off. Regardless, you know, <laughs> we're all here for it. And yes, we are here for it because this track he is addressing a specific someone or a specific some some ones, <laughs> um, you know, for you know about the whole state of hip hop and what he thinks about it and things like that. So people say he's addressing Little Pump, you know, because Little Little Pump uh, has been very vocal and saying you know fuck J Cole and he had a J Cole diss and things like that. You know, and you know, and people didn't know why, but he's just like fuck all that lyrical shit and things like that, right? So, let's get into nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five represents the year Cole was born and acts as a reflection of his life. He also sublimely disses the new wave of young rappers and tries to give them solace, comparing themselves, stating he did more or less the same type of stunting and flexing once he achieved fame at such a young age, right? So. Uh, and also, as it says, you know, it also serves as the end story of KD and the beginning to his next speculated album, The Fall Off. However, it is possible that The Fall Off is just a reference to the anonymous rapper's career starting to fail, and this song serves as the intro to that falling off period. Very witty, Cole, very witty. So, apparently, people saying this is targeted at a little pump and possibly smoke perp. Um, forgive me for saying those names because I don't really listen to them. Uh, um, yeah, so let's start off. So he goes, 1985, the year I arrived. 33 years, damn, I'm grateful I've, I survived. We wasn't supposed to get past 25. Jokes on you, motherfucker, we alive. All these guys popping now is young. Everybody say the music they make is dumb. I remember I was 18, money pussy parties. I was on the same thing. You gotta give a, a boy a chance to grow. Grow some. Everybody talking like they know something these days. People acting woke, but they're broke. Mm. Little subliminal just to Kanye, maybe. Hmm. 
who knows <laughs> he has been disincarnated a lot hasn't he on false prophets and things like that on no role models um yeah <laughs> and Kanye even said to Charlemagne when they linked up you know he always thinks that J. Cole is dissing him but he's not faced by it Alright, so getting back to this. I respect the struggle, but you're all fronting these days. Man, they're barely old, barely old enough to drive to tell them what they should do. Who the fuck am I? I heard one of them diss me. I'm surprised. I ain't tripping. Listen good to my reply. <coughs> Excuse me. Come here, little man. Let me talk with you. See if I can paint for you the large picture. Congrats because you made it out your mama ha your mama's house. I hope you make enough to buy your mama house. I see you watch Icy and you whip foreign. I got some good advice. Never quit touring. Cause that's the way we eat here in this rap game. I'm fucking with your funky ass rap name. I hear your music and I know that rap's changed. A bunch of folks would say that's a bad thing. Cause everything's commercial and it's pop now. Trap drums is a shit that's hot now. See I've been on a quest for the next wave. But never mind that was just a segue. I must say by your songs I'm unimpressed. So here apparently he's, he's talking about Smoke Perp. Because next line he follows up with. But I love to see a black man get paid. You know, Little Pump is not um, of uh, African-American descent. Um, but Smoke Perp is, I believe. And plus you're having fun, I respect that. But have you ever thought about your impact? These white kids love that you don't give a fuck. Because that's exactly what is expected when you're skin black. They want to see you dab. They want to see you pop a pill. They want to see you tatted from your face to your heels. Could be talking about them. You know, potentially Post Malone as well. And some are deep down, fuck it, I've got to keep it real. They want to be black and think how your song feels. So when you turn up, you see them turning up too. You hit the next city, collect your money when it's you. You get in that paper, swimming in bitches, I don't blame you. You ain't thinking about the people that's looking like me and you. True, you got better shit to do. You could have bought a crib with all that bread, but now that you, with all that bread, you dumb blue. I know you think this type of revenue is never ending, but I want to take a minute just to tell you that ain't true. One day them kids ain't that's listening going to grow up and get too old for that shit that made you blow up. Now your shows looking light because they don't don't show up, which unfortunately means the money slow up. Now you're scrambling and hoping get and hoping to get hot again, but you forgot you only pop because you were riding trends. Now you're old news and you're going through regrets because you never bought that house, but you got a Benz and a bunch of jewels and a bunch and a bunch of shoes and a bunch of fake friends. I ain't judging you. I'm just telling you what's probably going to happen when you're rapping about the type of shit you're rapping about. It's a faster route to the bottom. I wish you good luck. I'm hoping for your sake that you ain't dumb as you look. But if, if it's really true what people are saying and you call you, and you call yourself playing with my name, then I really know you're fucked. Trust, I'll be around forever because my skills is tip top. To any amateur guys that want to get robbed, just remember what I told you when you shit flop. In five years, you're going to be on love and hip hop. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... Possible subliminal disses there to Lil Pump and Smoke Purple. A little subliminal diss there to Kanye West as well. Um, yeah, so it goes back to that uh, that tweet one person put out saying, you know, he emptied the clip and into your favourite rap on the last track. So I can see what he means. Um, a lot of people who are following Lil Pump and Smoke Purple uh, at their concerts recently over the weekend, they've been chanting, fuck J. Cole. But you know that's 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 a given. You know all these young guys into who are following these guys are gonna you know um, follow these guys and say that because you know these, these as J Cole says these guys to them are they like they're they're role models and things like that. But you know once they grow up they're gonna be like why why was I listening to all of that and you know when it was this and that you know so Cole's very telling on that. So yeah, uh, he's not playing around at all. As I said on this album, and he's dressing a lot of real life issues, uh, you know about addiction and things like that. How each like each track he's talking about a specific addiction, 
and you know he's sort of, and he's kind of relating that to his own you know personal aspect as well. So phenomenal album from Cole, phenomenal album from Cole, and uh, yeah, so <clears throat> it led it led me to um, you know even before this album dropped, it led me to uh, a very interesting conversation uh, I was having when I was driving to work one day last week. Uh, you know, so Cole's up in there in that tier of rappers, you know, with your Drake's, your, your Kendrick's, and things like that, right? So I was thinking to myself the other day, now this is just my opinion, guys, like, so, you know, I know a lot of people might disagree with me, this is just my opinion, so, take it with a grain of salt, this is just me. To me, I was thinking the other day, like, does J. Cole have better albums than Kendrick? This is just for me. The reason I say that, right, is because... Okay, let, let, let me go back to Kendrick's discography. So those first two albums, so like his debut studio album was Good Kid Mad City, but his first like independent album was Section 80. Now those two albums, let's talk about Section 80 first, that was phenomenal. Uh, I really liked that album. Then his debut studio album that put him onto the masses was Good Kid Mad City. And that was an incredible album, incredible album, you know. Uh, it's quite people are held, like held in it as a classic, and I I'm not gonna disagree with them. Um, I really really love that album. It came out at a time when I was at uni as well, and just the message and the story. He's painting a picture there, you know, the day in the life of a, uh, a young Kendrick in Compton, in LA, right, going through gang culture and things like that. You know, the first time he had sex, the first time he he uh, smoked weed, the first time he had drinks first time like you know people got shot at and things like that the first time he robbed the house and things like that so i i, I really love that album and i replay that album continuously i still do to this day and you know to me it was like what can he follow this up with what can he follow this up with he followed up with that to pimp a butterfly now i i know this is to the masses this is you know uh, another great album and you know he's talking about the whole black activist stuff and things like that and you know racial quality and things like that, you know, all great messages, don't get me wrong, all great messages, it took me numerous, numerous listens, numerous listens, up until this day, you know, to finally get into that album and things like that, I'm not saying it's a bad album at all, by any means, uh, but personally for me, I don't think that album is for me, I, I just didn't really, you know, it took me too long to get into it, and, you know, like the production things like that are amazing what is the message he's portraying is amazing um but um i don't i don't know that album just really didn't hit home for me personally you know coming off a good kid mad city um then he followed that up with the untitled unmasked so those were just some cuts from to butterfly that wasn't really his album excuse me that was just packaged as a little like mixtape or little project or some lucy's or like an ep and then he came with Damn. Now, unpopular opinion, I'm really not a fan of Damn, to be honest. I know a lot of people related, rated that the best album of last year, and, you know, it's his best work, and it's, it's this and that. Uh, quite, well, quite a lot of people saying his best work, you know, the lyrical people and things like that don't rate it as his best work, and, you know, it's his best commercial album, to be honest, you know, because he's done phenomenal numbers and achieved uh, a numerous amount of platinum plaques. Um, but... You know, damn for me when I listen to it, you know. Okay, he's got a good few tracks. I do, I, I like I like DNA. I do like Triple X. Um, potentially that's really it. To be honest, for me, 
Um, that album really didn't hit home for me either. And I'm comparing this to Good Kid, Mad City. You know, this 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 is this is why, why you know you know I don't feel like Kendrick Scott. It's in my in my opinion, you know, consistent good bodies of work. You know, for me, right. Obviously, you know, to the masses, it's probably different. You know, he's always been consistent and things like that. I'm not knocking his rapping ability or anything like that. Like, he can rap, you know, no doubt about it, right? Um, but, you know, for me, to pimp a butterfly didn't hit home for me. Damn didn't hit home for me. Uh, so, you know, whereas J. Cole, for me, sideline story, I thought that was incredible. Uh, Born, Born Sinner, I thought that was phenomenal, right? Phenomenal. Uh, as, as I, that came out of time when I was at university as well, just a couple, I think six, seven months after Good Kid Man City. And uh, I think that's a phenomenal album that I slept on a lot by a lot of J. Cole fans, I think. Uh, a lot of people as well, you know, they don't pay, uh, give Born Sinner his credit. Well, I think that's one of Cole's, you know, out of the five albums, that's one of his best. You know, all five albums are great, you know. Um, then, then he came with, uh, Forest Hills Drive, everybody held, held that as like the album, like that's that that is amazing across the board. Uh, and then he came with For Your Eyes Only, um, and then he and then he comes with this KOD. And I know KOD is just dropped, you know, just a couple of days ago, and you know it's too soon to say it. But okay, so if I if I were to say, look, Cole's put out five good projects, right? If I were to pick one bad project out of that. And you know, just just to say, not just to make like no, not not give the impression I'm dick riding. I say, for your eyes only was probably the worst one out of those five albums so far, right? Kod, Born Sinner, Sideline Story, for your eyes only, and Forest Hills Drive, right? So out of those five albums, I say the weak one would probably be for your eyes only for me. That still leaves four phenomenal albums from Cole, right? Whereas for Kendrick, to me, it's only one phenomenal album for me. That is that good kid, Man City, and I know, you know that that was a concept album, and you know you can't repeat that and things like that. But this is just my personal opinion, guys. As I said, I really uh, haven't got into that exciting excitement for Kendrick after Good Kid, Man City. You know, Good Kid, Man City was so just like that album for me for Kendrick. You know, that album for me that you know sits deep in my heart. And I hold that to such a high regard because, you know, this is the whole story. I like a whole story and things like that. I know, like, Dam has a little story, you know, about, like, Duckworth, that track at the end where, like, his cousin meeting, you know, Top Dog and, you know, things like that and all that. But, um, I don't know, just, just Dam didn't really hit home for me. To Pimp a Butterfly didn't hit home for me. Not to say they're bad albums. These are just for me. They didn't hit home for myself, personally. So it just led me to that. It led me to that thought and conversation with myself saying, does J. Cole have better bodies of work than Kendrick? In my opinion, he does. 100% he does. You know, a lot of people are going to probably be mad at me for that. But, you know, this is just my opinion again, guys. I can't stress that enough. I'm allowed to have entitled for my own opinion, freedom of speech and whatever. <laughs> but for me, I think J. Cole has more consistent, more good bodies of work than Kendrick. To me. Yeah, just to me personally. Right? I think J. Cole hasn't... So I said the weak link for me in all those five albums for J. Cole probably is For Your Eyes Only. But he's got four. If I, if, if I'm looking at it uh, from, my other, uh, from an unbiased point of view, I guess. I'm not, really, I'm not saying I'm biased, but from an outsider's point of view, you know, if I were to pick one, I'd say For Your Eyes Only was probably the worst out of those five. It's, that still leaves us with four phenomenal projects from Cole, right? 
And I know KOD is really early, but you know I think the impact and the story and the message that it's portraying is really good. It's like the message that a good kid and the story of a good kid and that that message that's portraying about gang culture is like that. You know I don't want to compare both of those albums like that, but I'm just saying like the message and the kind of thing is kind of in a similar kind of wavelength of that, right? Uh, yeah. So that that is just a random thing that that led me to when I was uh, thinking the other day when I was driving to work. I was like, does J Cole have more? but better body of work than Kendrick to me and I, I agree on that I think he does so yeah I mean there's not, not to say like you know when Kendrick puts out music I will listen to it you know I am a fan of Kendrick he can rap you know his wordplay lyricism he is good on that you know but you know just the last two albums or so haven't really hit home for me I don't know where he's going to go with his next album he always goes you you always thinks outside the box, Kendrick, and he always comes with something new, which is one of the things I do, you know, like, you know, applaud him for. So does Cole as well. I do applaud him for that. They both think like something new, obviously. So, um, yeah, 100%. Um, but that's just my opinion anyway. So, <laughs> uh, you guys can, you guys can at me and, you know, let me know, you know, uh, uh, you probably think I'm chatting shit or you, I'm, I'm on something and I'm hating or dick riding and stuff like that <laughs> but it's all it's all well and good yeah just let me know you know I appreciate the feedback and criticism and whatever <laughs> yeah so no that was just a random thought I was having so yeah right so that wraps up our side of things this week guys it's been a long episode there's always a lot to get through and uh you now we transitioned into quite a lot of things and you know we got got a good good deep dive into a lot of things you know we we went into a lot of things there so yeah let's uh start hitting into our sleeper segment this week i'm gonna play a uh, gentleman which probably some guys might have heard or some guys might have not um i found out this guy from also again from joe Biden. so shout out joe Biden and the joe Biden podcast they're always providing with some good sleeper songs good uh good people to look out for right so the guy i'm gonna play for you guys this week is a guy called 1111 right uh, he's in that R&B lane in that R&B lane right and um, he's put out uh, two good projects um, both of them I'll just show you show you what they're called uh, right so you've got two projects called 1111 itself so this is 11 the way it's titled is 11 the number 11 then it's like it's like the time 1111 so 11 then you've got uh, semicolon and you got 11 again right so he's put out two projects he's got 11 11 and he's got 11 out of 11 ep both of them eps he's put out those two projects right um the couple was a year year two years ago and then he put out this song just recently just in the last couple of weeks and yeah i've been following him uh, quite a lot and i've been looking forward to some new music from him and yeah so Let's uh, get into a bit of this. This is eleven eleven with listen. You don't have to love me. Brand new, brand new eleven eleven in it. Even have to spend time with me yeah. You don't have to go and buy me things Just listen up hey. When I start to talk It's good enough I don't want 
That was 1111 there with listen brand new brand new 1111 there with listen radio 118.9 and don't touch that dial there some smooth vibes from your boy 1111 there <laughs> make sure you check that out that is on your streaming platforms that's 1111 with listen for no more artists go check out those two projects as well yeah so i've been following him for a long time and yeah hopefully he's uh, releasing a new project soon definitely definitely yeah, so good, good. Yeah, so that's that's it for this week, guys. That's it. Well, we've got through a lot. Uh, who's expected to drop this week? I think Post Malone is saying he's dropping that beer bongs and Bentley project this Friday, April twenty seventh. Um, he's put out a track listing for that. Uh, we've got obviously features from Nicki Minaj and Sway Lee. Uh, we've got um, Twenty One Savage on that Rockstar, Ty Dolla on the Psycho. Yeah, so I think it's about 18 tracks or something. Yeah, so features on there. Nicki Minaj, Sway Lee, Ty Dolla, 21 Savage. Yeah, so that's coming Friday. Uh, it was slated to come Friday. Let's see. Post has always been one for delaying. Um, yeah, so that that's that's probably going to be one of the big releases of this week. And then we've got Avengers coming as well this weekend for the movie and uh, comic book and Marvel superhero fans. Yes, uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, things to discuss. If I see Avengers this week, then obviously I'll give you my review on that next week. If not, then 
you know, guys, please don't ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, we'll be back next week and uh, let's see if post drops out, then we'll review that and everything else has come out. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And yeah, we'll be see you guys uh, next week. Right for another great episode. Hope I can provide you with more good content. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, let's see you next week. Hit my drop one more time for these bitches. Quintessential. Yes, sir. <laughs> Peace out.